0: If you've been pottering politics this week, then you've come to the right podcast, because this is pottering politics. What are we pottering this week? Coronavirus
1: everywhere.
0: Which is why we're recording this in separate places, so we don't have any possibilities of touching or breathing or licking each other or anything. Digitally.
1: And American politics stuff that Simon wants to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah, all the pro- all the primaries and the updates with who's in and who's out and all that all that kind of a stuff. We've, we've got a budget as well we need to kind of discuss. But basically everything else is kind of stopped for corona. So um, obviously corona isn't political, but it is becoming a political issue because different people are handling it kind of different ways. And so, um, and obviously apologies for not being here for a while because um, I had a bit of a leak in my uh, room where we kind of record this and obviously that caused a few issues. So it's been a while since we've been with you, dear listener, but hopefully it'll be worth your time in for returning. Right, so what are we going to potter first?
1: Well, I think the, the hot topic worldwide is coronavirus. Is corona a political issue? Well, it wasn't until it became one, if you know what I mean.
0: But what could really the governments do that they're not already doing? Because they've basically got two, op- two options, which is completely shut down your entire country, tell everyone to stay inside, or not.
1: Yeah, so the the, the main uh, so so in the UK the main conversation point, and uh, I I feel Labour hasn't jumped all over this as much as they could have done is the fact that um, the, the the Tories are very much like oh easy does it let's like you know take things step at a time we've got a plan and we're going to stick to the plan no matter what the people against this would say well hang on a minute Italy now have started to slow cases China have drastically slowed n- new cases why don't we just shut down like those guys. So it depends where you fall on this. It's, I mean, it's, it's, there's there's lots of conspiracy theories on both sides of these. Some people are really panicking, like it's, you know, the apocalypse, and other people say, oh, I've probably already had it, and I'm fine. <laughs> so with us being in the middle, like neither of us have had it yet, I, I, I don't know. There's so many different um, angles to, to come from this. I mean, I mean, the health like
0: The really- health secretary's caught it, which is impressive.
1: That is, and from my my life i now know someone who met the health secretary last friday when she had coronavirus oh
0: today have you i haven't
1: seen that person since they met uh nadine doris
0: well (laughs) maybe
1: you shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) i think think i'm not going to now Mm. um but um and and i drove through the area that she was having this this clinic uh, you know, like going to see her. The the, the people that you know she calls a meeting, and they they will talk about the, the local area and stuff. And apparently, this person was like, "I kissed her on the cheek," and it's like, "Oh, oh dear."
0: But do you <laughs> so do you think you
1: blatantly had it then, so. But obviously,
0: we're we're a politics podcast, not a kind of a health podcast. Like like like, do you think this could be could become an electoral issue for for Trump for Boris Johnson? Like like like, could it? You know how Grenfell Tower became a huge issue for Theresa because it was said to show that she was uncompassionate and and things like that. But like, do you think do you think people will blame their governments for this or do you think people will kind of see this actually as, a, as something which is international, uh, academic and you know, any government would be struggling with this? I, I,
1: I think the, the opposition and the ruling parties of most countries will use any opportunity, despite how cold it is and how, you know, it, in, in poor taste. To, to to try and prove that, that that you know they're the people that should be in power. So if this goes well, especially in the UK, if this goes absolutely swimmingly and Boris is like, oh you know, I've sorted this out less than a particular amount of deaths, I think I think we're up to eight in the UK, which isn't really that much. I know any death is bad. I'm not saying that, but when you look at it in a large scale thing, um if it goes the other direction, whoa you know, Labour Party have complete open goal. This will come back you know five ten years down the line but oh remember what you did you did you didn't do enough for the coronavirus and you know a hundred thousand people died no don't, don't no panic that's probably not going to happen but <laughs> you, you can imagine it. it doesn't matter what it is if it's a flood if it's a fire if it's a terrorist attack the other side and we, we've spoken about this on this podcast before the other side always tried to use that and so does the ruling side so Yes, to answer your question. They definitely everyone will use it.
0: There's a famous quote from I think it's Macmillan, but or maybe Anthony Eden. It's one of those two, back from that era. And someone asks them, uh, what's the hardest thing about being Prime Minister or, or something like that? to which they they've quite famously replied, Events, dear boy, events And the kind of the meaning of that is that you know that you can it's not about whether the prime minister wants to change the world or what the prime minister's grand plans are, or or what your party kind of wants to do. But at the end of the day, you are always going to have to deal with events, whether it's the financial crash, whether it's unions, whether it's strikes, whether it's a war, whether whatever it is, or whether it's coronavirus. And obviously, none of the politicians will want to. Oh, none of the politicians, of course, will want coronavirus. But of course, coronavirus, if it, if it spreads, and let's all hope it doesn't, could become a a, a part of the boris johnson story the donald trump story i guess it will just kind of depend how long it lasts and what it does and all those kind of things
1: yeah yeah absolutely i mean um the 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 rumors on other podcasts not that anyone should listen to any other podcasts are that um dominic cummings in particular is like getting annoyed about this because he wants to stick to the the strategy and this is completely blowing everything out of the water Mm. which was the plan so this this budget for example which we'll get onto in a minute this was supposed to be about mainly transportation and the north, and that is turned into the coronavirus budget. A large portion of the budget was about coronavirus.
0: But that's got to be... I mean, I I haven't looked fully at the budget yet, and you probably know it more than me, me, but, like, it really does appear that they've taken... They are taking this seriously, and and all the news headlines are saying this is the coronavirus budget. Like, they are... They've basically gone... They've basically done perhaps what they should do, really, and said, "Well, we, we this is this is a bigger thing than our initial plans. We need to prepare for this." And it was that the interest rates were emergency cut this morning, and, um, and 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 all sorts. Like it does appear that the financial world is preparing because. Um, the Dow Jones plummeted last week, and had what they—they have this kind of automatic system. It was quite cool. I was listening—I was reading about it or listening to it—and apparently, um, a lot of trading these days on the stock exchange is done automatically by bots. And one of the um, problems with that is it means that you can get into these kind of like big downward spirals because one bot sell something, another bot sells something, another bot sells something, and then another bot goes like, oh, gosh, everyone's selling something, we better sell something. And then so, and then every bot picks up every other bot and so it can just kind of build up and build up and build up. So they have this like emergency break put in where they cease trading for 15 minutes if they kind of see that, if, if like the value of a certain amount of things drops a significant amount in a short period of time. And uh, that happened to both in, in the US last week, they had one of these kind of emergency pauses for 15 minutes to basically allow all the kind of humans to go, um, um but it shows that the U.S. economy, which is actually doing very well, uh, oh, someone, someone went. Um, that was me. <laughs> professional. Um, professional. It shows that the U.S. economy, which is actually doing very well, is suddenly plummeting. And for once, you know, it, it isn't Trump. It isn't Trump's fault. Um, but but it's,
1: this g- will, This, is, I mean, th- th- this was going to, and you'll probably agree with me. This was going to be his thing. The, look, the economy's doing Econo- well. Yeah, economy, economy, I economy. right. Vote for me again. And now it depends how much damage happens. He might not be able to say that, which means he's then just left with um, the wall. Uh, well, God, that's really. To be oh, to no, no,
0: no. He's, al- he's already come out and said that coronavirus is the fault of the previous Obama, Obama administration.
1: That's interesting. How, how's, he, how's he squared that
0: circle? Um, it's something to do with their lack of preparation for uh, worldwide ac- academics. Uh, a- epidemics, sorry, not academics. Oh, my God. There's a professor coming in. It's an academic. <laughs> um, yeah, something to do with the Obama administration not preparing for worldwide academics. Uh, oh, my God, Academ- epidemics. Um, so it's their, f- it's their fault. It's Obama. And, of course, if Biden becomes the primary candidate, which we, we should probably talk about in a second, then... He will lay coronavirus entirely at his, at his door.
1: So are you, have you you taken any special precautions in the coronavirus situation?
0: Um, my gym class has for the foreseeable future going to cut out paired activities. Where you like you know like one person spots for another, or you know you link legs together and do sit ups and things like that. Yeah, but other than that, no. I mean, I'll, I'll I will follow the government advice, and at the moment, the government advice is more or less you know wash your hands, blah 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 blah. But it's just go about your normal lives, and we'll tell you when to not. Because if you, because I was reading one thing, I can't remember where it was now. Apologies, but someone someone was saying, or one of the experts was saying, was if you panic too soon and everyone goes, oh my god, I'm not going to work and things like that, you can't sustain it, and so you have to do it at the right time for it to actually be worthwhile. So, right. you know, say the government says stay inside for a week. I don't think they will, but for argument's sake, if they should stay inside for a week, then you'd have to, to do that, you'd have to get your resources, but you couldn't stay inside for two weeks. And so you have to kind of, you know what I mean? If all these people that are kind of, was it, self-isolating right now, they're not they're not doing a bad thing, but they're not necessarily helping.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm not you, I'm just, I'm washing my hands after I come out from, from inside. Uh, sorry come in from outside the other way around uh, my house isn't that day uh, and um, you wash, wash
0: you're washing your hands up sorry i'm not going to make that joke
1: <laughs> and uh, you know tr- just trying not to lick any strangers there is a great and i recommend anyone to quickly try and find this picture but it just sums up the the hysteria of it really well there's a, i think it's a british picture of a mum um grabbing two giant armfuls of toilet roll why toilet roll? I don't know. But anyway, the to- loads of toilet roll. While their child in the the uh, the, the shopping trolley is licking a handrail, when the mum, <laughs> mum starts saying it, and It's just like that sums it up. Brilliant. <laughs> don't get your your child to lick a handrail. Don't worry about toilet roll.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe I should go and get a few tins of soup or something just in case. I don't know. I mean, I've still got a few pounds to lose, so maybe it'll be maybe it'll all um, work out for the best. All right, let's move on because we're not we're not we're not a health podcast. Um, US primary. So, yes. Elizabeth Warren, gone. Um, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, gone. Gone. Um, Bloomberg? Tul- tu- Bloomberg, gone. Tulsi Goodard, bizarrely, still in. No one's really sure why. Um, and Biden, Biden, like Lazarus, has come back from the dead. And, and Bernie Sanders, who, before Super Tuesday, all the odds were saying he was going to win pretty handily, came quite a distant second to Biden, and Biden is now extending his lead, getting more endorsements from more and more people. And it's looking very much like the whole thing is kind of sewn up in the the more kind of primary. We've now had like Super Tuesday 2, which is like the kind of the mini Super Tuesday where where you get, there's less states, but it's still a reasonably big number. Um, And um, although it is still technically possible for Sanders to win, it is now highly unlikely, and there was a point where people were talk, were talking about whether it would be a brokered convention, and a brokered convention is where no one wins outright, um, so no one gets above fifty percent of all the total delegates, and um, and then there's various systems that kind of come into play when when that kind of happens. But even but Biden is now doing so well that it looks like that even that won't become um, into play, and it just looks like, like like a win, which is which is such a turnaround. Um, which I think is one of the very interesting things about the primary process. I have to say, I I would love to have one in the UK just to kind of see what it was like and just to kind of see um, what difference it kind of made to our politics. You know, Say for example, so say you had before the next general election, say you had Boris Johnson and Amber Rudd and... I don't know, someone else, but someone else who's on the conservative side, but competing for just that election. Maybe Jeremy Hunt as well, you know, bring those kind of people in. And then people, and then the country got, if you identify as a conservative, you know, getting to choose kind of between those, getting to choose between them. But it happens every election, you know, not just... Not just when they have a, a, a conservative leadership side, or, or on the Labour side. You know, right now we've got this kind of leadership election. But imagine if that happened every four years, and every time there was kind of a, an opportunity for the British public to kind of choose the direction of Labour. Um, I just think it'd be really interesting. I, I don't. I honestly don't know if it would be better, but I'd like. I'd love to try it. You know, a bit. A bit yeah, like just
1: I, just to be in, in, involved in it once to see how it all works and goes down.
0: I mean, yeah. Um, so. I've got yeah.
1: a question for you. Um, okay. Obviously, you know, you you know more about US politics, so I'm going to speak for the, the listeners that maybe don't know as much, maybe from the UK and not from the US. Uh, the, the people who vote in these primaries, like the public, are they like card-carrying members, like, like someone who would be a member of the Conservatives or the Labour Party here? Do, do, do you have to sign up to the party to be able to, to be part of that vote?
0: So, first of all, more people in the US are identify as either a republican or a democrat you don't necessarily have to be what you 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 kind of described a kind of a card carrying member but you can identify as one or the other okay um the second thing is is that some states hold what's called a closed primary which means you can only vote in a particular election if you are a Democrat if you are a Republican. But a lot of states actually hold what's called an open primary, which means you can go and vote in either. You can't vote in both, but you can vote in either. So even if I identified as a Republican, if I don't like any of the Republican candidates this time around, I could go and vote in the Democrat primary, which would take place on the same day in my particular state. Um, So it theoretically is open to a lot more people to make decisions, but the political reality is actually that turnout in the primaries is far lower than the general election so it is decided by a minority it's not as bad as the Conservative party leadership where I think it was something like two hundred thousand people chose our next prime minister um which is pretty shocking really um but it it is it is still low
1: right okay so yeah because like like you just said even with the labor situation now it's like uh Labour members are, are voting, but unless you've been a member for a certain amount of time you can't get involved in that process, so
0: I mean it's it's not it's not the political parties fault. I mean the political parties are always kinda of saying, you know, you're welcome to join our you're welcome to join our party and then you're welcome to kinda of have your say. But but culturally our country is just not very interested in joining political parties anymore. If you I was looking at a graph the other day and if you go back to I think it's something like the nineteen forties and the nineteen fifties, it's it's something like three percent of the country is a member of the conservative party or maybe or is it maybe it's even three million people are members of the conservative party but it's just a huge huge number um and and now it's something like less than one percent it's like something like 0.001 of the people of the country are members of the conservative party like like it's just declined massively um does a lot better but it's still below it's still below one one percent of the country is the is their member of the Labour Party. So it just means that culturally, we're we're far more interested in joining pressure groups, and supporting charities, and and that aspect of things. Culturally, we're just not a politically party political party oriented society anymore.
1: And and we're not into um, uh, the the Labour Party union system anymore unions have really lost a lot of members as well so that that used to be a big part of for the labour party
0: i mean some of it is is what you call is what has been nicknamed hap- apathy which is the idea that actually people are more or less content with the country they're more or less content with their lives they're reasonably happy and this leads to apathy so hence hapathy so you can actually see it as a really good thing that people aren't feeling like oh my god i need to change the world change my country i must join a political party and change things you know it could just be a sign that our country is actually just doing relatively well in the grand scheme of things or it could be a sign that we're all busy watching netflix
1: (laughs) i think it's the netflix one because when we actually (laughs) when when a big decision came along and everyone could get involved without spending four pound eight a pound a month like brexit vote everyone (laughs) decided to get involved then it was the biggest vote ever so I'm gonna go people, for the Netflix one.
0: People did have more of an opinion on 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 Brexit, but I guess Brexit was a simple yes no thing, well're I mean, not simple, but it was a yes no thing, and it was kind of built up. I don't know but so getting I, I, back
1: to the u s side of it is is the fact that um Sanders is kind of looks like he's not going to do it for the second time. Is that bad news or good news for Trump? because he was obviously a little bit worried about him as in the whole asking people to help them out.
0: <laughs> well, Sa- well, It's probably bad news, but of course no one can really know. Like Sanders' big thing was the same as Jeremy Corbyn's, which was he always claimed to be able to get out the youth vote. And, and people who are, say, 25 and under always have been traditionally very excited by... Corbyn's policies, Sanders's policies. And he does do these rallies and his rallies are, are very enthusiastic. And, you know, the whole kind of like, oh, Jeremy Corbyn thing. You know, there's a cult following of Bernie Sanders, which is very active, very noisy, very passionate. But even in these primaries, the young are not coming out to vote for Sanders and that's kind of what he relies on. You know, he needs that demogra- that particular demographic to come out and vote for him and they're not in enough numbers. So, I think if Sanders we we will never know, but if Sanders had won, Sanders would have been very much relying on that demographic and and a, and a huge question mark would have been would that demographic come out on polling day? Not not would they vote for Sanders because they probably would have done, but would they have actually voted? Um um whereas Joe Biden is able to attract a far far wider uh what's the phrase like franchise you know in, in essence you know he can he can attract essentially all different types of Democrats different races different genders he can even attract moderate Republicans who don't like kind of Donald Trump and things like that so I do think Biden is the bigger threat to Trump um which is probably one of the reasons why Trump went so hard, started this whole Hunter Biden thing with the Ukraine, because Trump was kind of seeing the threat coming. Um, But at the end of the day, although I think Biden has a better shot than Sanders, Trump is the incumbent. And history says that incumbents tend to win. Obviously, coronavirus economy, you know, etc, etc, etc. But like, what hasn't Trump shrugged off so far?
1: Yeah, and well, mainly things that he's been the cause of. Uh, and things he said, but I mean, he's he's an impeached president that was 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 off the hook for for this very person. So I, I don't know. I, I think it can have a surprising result. I'm not sure it 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 will, but the coronavirus does add another layer to it. There, which,
0: was, there which, were
1: there sorry
0: there was a cartoon that came out today and i think it was new york times or something like that and uh, it's the it's a it's a pair of donkeys which are the representation of the democratic party and they're trying to design a poster for for um for joe biden and kind of come up with a catchy slogan and you know obama had the whole yes we can and trump had the whole make it make america great again and uh, so that the 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 slogan they come up with eventually for biden is he's not trump and uh, and then and the other donkey's like well, it's kind of what we got really and i think that might be one of the problems that biden has is that he i don't think he really excites people whereas people know what bernie stood for or and warren stood for and um, they may not they may not agree with them but that you know there's a, there's a kind of a clear direction whereas biden is very much the i'm not trump category and i don't know how much how i don't know how exciting that is
1: yeah the um it's it, it's not though, isn't it? it, it, it for, for me, being being from the UK, I've I've been going out and, and, and looking at this um, from both sides, and the the right um, Republican side have very much got their message on point. And it seems to be quite nasty that basically, oh my dog has found a squeaky <laughs> uh, toy. The, the second layer of professionalism. Um, the, <laughs> the dog. Uh, <laughs> the the main point seems to be that Biden is getting a bit old and senile which is a bit horrible. But then when you listen to the left side, and you know, I'm just getting, trying to consume media from both sides, the left side seems to be exactly what you're saying. Well, he's not Trump, and that seems to be it. And it's, oh, I don't know how it's going to go. Because if, if people think he's senile, like, you know, nasty and truth aside, they're not going to vote for that person to be the, the president of the United States of America.
0: So, but But Trump is reasonably old as well. So for, for, you know, for, for, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tricky for them to use the age um, category. But um, Biden has, I was reading on, oh, what was it? I think it might have been on The Week, it was saying that Biden, they, they have something called a stump speech, which basically means they go around the country and every time they go to like a big kind of event, they, they deliver more or less the same speech, which is known as their kind of stump speech. So they, they only kind of modify it a bit when, depending on what area they're in. But whereas Biden was delivering it more or less off the cuff, with a few kind of guide points, he kept kind of making gaffes and he kept kind of like saying things that wasn't being reported well. So now he's doing it off an often auto cue, has made it a lot shorter and isn't improvising nearly as much, which is a possible indication that they're a bit worried about his tendency to.
1: Yeah, didn't he say he was yeah, running for Senate or something? I, I swear I, I read that
0: instead I of. I like believe running... he also confused his wife and his sister at one point. It,
1: haven't we all done that at one point? <laughs> but you know, there you go. You're, you're forgetting that Donald Trump hasn't got this issue because he's a very stable genius.
0: He's a very stable genius, and he's already yeah. come out to say that he fancies his own daughter, so that there's not an issue. Um, exactly.
1: You know, I mean, he's getting right ahead of any... Sort of
0: dodgy media. Yeah, he's he's getting <laughs> right. He's getting ahead of any dodgy reports by just coming straight out and and de- <laughs> declaring the dodgy report himself. Um, hey
1: everyone, look at my daughter. Mm, yeah,
0: but <laughs> I, I think it'll be a very interesting campaign. And but the the thing about Trump is he just defies. He he's always defied the expectations. It was always the case that people were like, "Oh, he won't he won't go anywhere in the primaries," and he did. He'll never get the final nomination, and he did. He'll never survive the whole grab him by the pussycat type thing and he did um he'll never beat hillary and he did now that doesn't mean he can't lose because because that's not invincible but like i I, I, th- I think anyone that kind of thinks biden will just walk in and take this is is wrong
1: yeah
0: i agree with that um anyway anything else you'd like to discuss or potter
1: well, the, bod- the, the budget. <laughs> you could describe it as a budget, but I'm not going to. The budget today by our new chancellor. How do you pronounce the name? <laughs> Rishi uh, Sunak? Yeah, Rishi Sunak. Yeah, I did it. I'm like terrible at that. Uh, so, uh, yes, yeah, so that, that happened today. And like I mentioned earlier, it was all, not all, but vastly about the coronavirus NHS and, and the funding to the NHS. To, to help support the, the 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 coronavirus but other um this so alcohol duty has gone up um so but doesn't really affect me or you so i don't really care because we're not the biggest drinkers in the world um the the support to, in, in terms of businesses and people for the for the coronavirus though was was, was the main thing really um you're looking at um uh, the, the 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 sick pay now will be will be paid to people even if they're not um, in proper employment, uh, there's the, the the employment support allowance is going to be paid to people immediately, a 500 million hardship fund for councils to help vulnerable areas, um, all, all these kind of allowances. And again, if, if this works, like we said earlier, Boris is going to look great. And, and so is the new Chancellor. This is his first budget and it, he hasn't had that long to prepare for it, to be perfectly honest.
0: It seems pretty comprehensive. I mean, and the thing is, whether it works or whether it doesn't work, purely from a political standpoint, you can't deny that they're trying, you know?
1: No, like, yeah, yeah they, they've answered every. I'm not saying they've answered the questions brilliantly, but they have made an attempt to answer every question. Like there were small firms and small business owners and they've they've got. Like the banks to agree that they're going to basically be the guarantee uh, guarantor to, to loans for up to 1.2 million, I think it was. So it's every little thing that was mentioned before. That it's like, well, how's the government going to make sure that small businesses are looked after, and how's the government going to uh, look after self-employed people? I mean, even though I think the whole you know, sick pay, uh, statutory sick pay is, is a joke, and no one can actually live off that. If personally I couldn't, I couldn't pay my no mortgage. Most people couldn't pay a rent on on that sick pay, but, but some then,
0: of the, a couple of the mortgage companies have come out and said that they will give yes, exactly. more, mortgage holidays and things. So that there is a bit. I think there is a bit of a sense of coming together, which is nice to to, yeah, to get through right. this. Yeah.
1: So that that couple would help. Using myself as an example, that that would help, and probably yourself as well. That would help us knowing that the bank is going okay don't worry about the mortgage for the next few months we understand you've got coronavirus and then you've got the whole sick pay i think it's 95 pounds a week I'm guessing uh, <laughs> i think it's um you know that, that could go on food and uh, and and gas electric and stuff like that
0: so i mean i mean worst case scenario if all this kind of stuff's happened like although that you know there's those sick and stuff isn't enough to live isn't a huge amount it's enough to get your food and survive and if the country's pulling together people won't um, I won't say won't struggle, but the, I, I don't think that it'll be that. That'll be the problem. It'll, it's the it's the it's the economic impact that I think will be the one that's felt long term. You know, if, if everyone has to stay indoors for a few weeks, it's going to absolutely suck, and there's going to be some real problems. But I, but I think it's the long term of what that actually does to our country that is going to be the the, the the newsworthy thing.
1: Mm. The the other big one. I'm just just reading the headlines here to to to, to get some actual facts on it. Uh, the business rates for uh, cinemas, restaurants, things that would be affected by that in the budget is completely um, abolish the 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 tax they spend for a year uh, if it's below fifty one thousand that they normally can bring in. So it's it, 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 they're answering these questions. Um, will it be enough? Hopefully. Uh, but the, one thing's for sure, this I feel this wasn't the budget that was going to be just a few months ago. I yeah, think or... or, or, or hardly hard anything about transport in there. I mean, or even we last week. about HS2. Even last week, yeah. I mean, it, all the all the the, the, the rumours I heard was all about transport north, HS2, you know, levelling up. That was hardly mentioned in terms of, you know, you watch any Conservative on the telly and they're dropping levelling up into a conversation just like get, get Brexit done it's their slogan at the moment and that wasn't mentioned as much because of the coronavirus so the budget was owned by the coronavirus
0: events dear boy events and on that note thank you for listening to our little podcast i hope you enjoyed our little podder um i hope you don't catch anything that you don't wish to catch and uh hopefully we'll see you uh, again next week assuming we still are able to record and that everything's still functioning and all that kind of stuff um but thank you dear listener please recommend us to your friend and we will see you all very soon